you might all know Tommy Lee as the drummer for Motley Crue, but he's so much more than that. He recently released his third solo album, Andro, in October and continues to make waves in the music industry. I had the pleasure of meeting him through the cinematographer Bobby Hewitt, uh, who's a great guy, and he works with Tommy a lot. And I quickly discovered how Tommy has built this amazing system at his home, both for music producing as well as streaming. So without further ado, let me introduce Tommy Lee. Hey. <laughs> hey, Tommy. How are hey. you doing? Good, John. I'm awesome, bro. How are you? you? Have a, I'm good. I'm good. You have a great look already right now to your streaming setup. You've got depth of field. It's out of focus in the background, and you got musical instruments. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah. that's a, Welcome to my studio. This is the atrium. This right. is actually the, the recording room where we do drums and live guitars and vocals and all that stuff. But the control room is behind me, but uh, welcome. Nice great. to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so we want to talk, we want to get into a little bit about, uh, you know, the cool system you have and talk a little bit about last year with COVID. But um, first, let's talk a little bit about your um, your setup there and for recording music. Are you able to do all your writing and recording there or do you go out for things now, with particularly with uh, Andrew? I, I, do, I do everything here. I have done everything here for a while. God, we've made not only andro we've done i just did the smashing pumpkins record here a while ago uh courtney love we did a whole uh project the steven tyler recorded uh, there's been a bunch of people yeah. uh here recording and, and this is at my house down on the ground floor right now is this a is that a, a response to COVID at all or you'd already done that you had a big studio before even COVID. uh had i've had the studio for uh, God, I've been here for 10 years. So, yeah. Um, but with COVID and this, you know, streaming setup and, you know, with everybody Zooming and, you know, and live streaming, man, it has been such a cool, such a cool thing to, and, and, well, I guess we'll get into that later, but there's a, there's a whole lot of things that have changed and, uh, um, uh, you know, granted, a lot of bad stuff has happened, but during COVID has really inspired a lot of creative change for getting things done right here, you know, live. And it's really, it's amazing if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think that with your setup at home video wise, um, you've been able to do more things reaching out? Cause I'm sure a lot of people want interviews when the album came out, but now oh, maybe you're more yeah. accessible. Oh my God. Uh, okay, so typically what I would do if I was, uh, you know, on a release schedule promoting a record, I, it would be days and days just doing U.S. press uh, and then doing European press. And then, uh, you know, globally, it would take, God, it would take forever. And now uh, with the setup, I'm able to get into these giant rooms and really kind of bang out like, you know, a press conference without going there. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so that has really, really been cool. And I have to say this, this is one of the, I think the, the most wonderful things about it is typically that would all be done on a telephone. They're called phoners, right? You go and you right. do all, all your press and you talk about, you know, you answer questions, you and your interview basically on the phone. I love being able to see everybody's pretty face. You know, I, it, like it's so nice to see who you're talking to that the, the phoner stuff is not cool. This yeah. rules. This well, is I'm all sure day the interview, long. Your interviewers probably appreciate it too because you're a very visual person. You're very physical <laughs> and very emotion. You emote a lot with your body and your hands and stuff. And that's really part of your personality. Right. So a phone must be boring to them because they're like, I don't get to see Tommy. Yeah, it's cool. You know, if you're explaining a story, it's kind of cool to, and it just, it just, it's just way better. Yeah. It's way better yeah. in every sense. So let's talk a little bit about the setup you have in terms of video. Um, what are you using for cameras? And um, I think you have an ATEM switcher, right? You have a Blackmagic yeah. ATEM? Yeah, the, the ATEM Mini Pro. Um, the cameras are, oh my God, what are the model numbers again? Is that a pocket 6K you have up there, I think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, then, I, I have to admit to the audience that I did help you with some of that setup because- Yes, you did. We were, 
we were talking a lot. I remember there was some issues uh, early on, just getting things patched together. Not that it's difficult, but I remember we just talked about this before the show that it comes down <laughs> to one thing. We literally struggled with something and then we found out it was one bad cable. Yes, always the problem. Yeah. Always the problem. For, so for all you guys out there that are pulling your hair out, just go to the simplest, silliest problem and that's probably it. Yeah, Save yourself exactly. a lot of headache. <laughs> So, and, so you have and, a, and keep your hair. Yeah, exactly. So you, and it looks like you're using a ring light. Um, I can yeah. see the reflection. Yes. Um, that's always cool for, you know, some, some light up front and then yeah. that uh, sort of eliminates, uh, you know, other lighting that's above or whatever. You get weird reflections, just kind of good on your face, I guess. Yeah. And the only thing is it, it reflects in your glasses. So that's not a great thing, but you can ah. position it off to the side, I guess. So, yeah. But, well, I think that's, I have one right here. So I think you can probably get the reflection if I look, but yeah, there it is. But you yeah. look great because you've actually, I like when somebody tries to do the little bit of lighting and you, you have this great ring light foreground. It's nice and warm. And then you have this highlight on the back wall, uh, back where the drum set is and such. And it kind of picks you out from the background, but still keeps it nice and contrasty, which I'm a cinematographer. So I like things to feel a little bit dramatic and stuff. Unlike oh. my image now, but. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice. It does look nice. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I look like I have a tan, which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell anybody that. Okay, you okay. Pretend like you're outside all the time. I know yeah. none of us have been. But. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, I also heard um, you've been, you know, you're always so innovative with your music and things like that, but also um, somebody, a little birdie, whispered to me that you've been really innovative with some of your camera placements at times. Uh, did I hear about a camera placed on a, a foot? Uh, one of your drum, part of your drum kit. Oh yeah, that uh, that was really fun. We did the we did a drum thing, um, and it was so cool. We took we took one of the the Black Magic cams, um, one of the smaller ones. Uh, I forget the model. Jesus, forgive me. Probably a I, micro, I, the micro camera. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we we actually take take we 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 stuck a a bass amp on its side. So the speaker's blowing up and we take the camera to the speaker. So, and, and we fed the bass drum signal to the bass amp. So every time I hit the bass drum, the whole camera would just go. Oh, and awesome. it, it's such, it just made it so much rowdier and cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, you could get that by just setting it on anything that's vibrating, but it really got crazy when it was like uh, sitting on a, on a uh, probably a, was an eight, eight inch, uh, yeah. you know, wo woofer. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So your, your setup is fairly straightforward. I'm sure people probably think, Oh, he's got some real super fancy thing that we can't afford, but really you just have a couple cameras and an ATEM mini and a little that's bit it. of lighting. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's really yeah. simple. That's, that's awesome that no people can get a great image like that for not, you know, not too expensive, a you know, proposition. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. And the switcher is so cool. So you can use other cameras. There's another version Right, so I, I love it, man. You can have up to four cameras on the on the the mini pro switcher, yeah, uh, which is super rad. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the new album coming out because you kind of put that out during the pandemic. Um, obviously, you probably had a lot of it recorded, or you're already down the road heavily on it. Um, what was that like? The process of rolling out an album, dropping an album right in the middle of a pandemic. I know it was so. It was, I mean, it was, we had, we had scheduled it actually to release earlier because I had it done before all that. And then when the, you know, when the pandemic hit, we were like, you know, this is just not, this is, this is time for something else. Um, and, you know, putting some music out there right now is just, just, it does just doesn't, didn't feel right. So we, we held it back um, until things got, you know, just kind of, mellowed out a little bit and people were ready to take on some music and, you know, enjoy themselves. Um, right. So, yeah, it was interesting. It was a, a, a different process of, you know, hopefully this never happens again in my lifetime, uh, but, you know, or in our lifetime, but uh, um, it's cool. You know, we, we finally released it and um, everyone loved it and it's been really great, man. Yeah. Really great. I love it. I, I've been listening to tracks from it. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah. It's so powerful and stuff. Let's talk a little bit about I, when I was watching some of the music videos, 
I kind of commented to you that it seemed like you were shooting in a similar environment. I mean, they all felt a little bit different, but similar. And I thought, oh, that must have been because you shot them during the pandemic. But you said, no, that's not the truth. Yeah. Let, let me show a couple clips from two different songs. Oh, cool. Real quickly. Yeah. And then we can talk about what, how the process of making the music videos and, you know, what you, you this kind of unique formula that you were talking about. So, hang on. Okay. Second. Cool. All right, that's one. Let's watch this other one. Yeah, the beginning and the end of two different songs. So, so yes. talk to me a little bit about those those videos and your. Well, okay. Um, well. Uh, Fred Durst, the singer of Limp Biscuit, who also directs movies and videos, and um, we've been buddies for a long time. He came up with a really cool idea, and it was really to, you know, to, to sort of mess with people's heads. Like, uh, wouldn't it be cool if you know there's you know you you released a, a song and and we did it simultaneously, um, well, well almost simultaneously pretty much back to back. And so you're watching, you're watching one video and then the second video, it's in the same, it's in the same environment, but it's a different artist and a different song. And people are tripping out. They're like, wait a second, I've seen this already. No, I haven't seen this, you know? Um, so a, a sort of mission accomplished, you know, it just kind of, it was, it was just, you know, for us to sort of mess with people's heads and, uh, and just, and, 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 and do something new, you know, um, it was sort of just take the artist out, take the song out and just replace it in a, the exact same environment. Like, what am I watching? What, what just happened? <laughs> well, yeah. they have a different feel and a different style a little bit in terms sure. of, the, I don't think music, but how it's cut and things like that but For there's sure. a strange comfortable familiarity that bridges it it's like part of the album you didn't yes. do that with every song did you on the album yeah no 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 we, we just did that with those two those were the first um the first tracks released i wanted to release because of the record andro has a all-male energy side and the other side of the record is all female so i wanted oh, cool one male one female track and we did those together then after that um we did uh, 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 another another track with, on you know out on the streets and a whole different vibe, but that was just sort of get to get things going. Wow, that's great. Well, yeah, man. So, so um, are you producing any of the video? Do you produce the videos yourselves or yourself, or do you just bring in like Fred and stuff like that to do that? Or how, how much influence do you have in the video side of it as much as the uh, music? Well, you know, I mean, with the ideas, you know, here and there, um, I, I like to get involved um, towards the end in the editing process because that's where, I mean, you can, you can, it, things can be made or broken in the editing process. And, yeah. um, and those are really fun to edit. Um, so I would work closely with the editors. Um, but in the direction, you know, uh, just pretty much let Fred handle that and, you know get the shots and get all the content and then we'll chop and make it crazy right. later yeah yeah I, yeah people you have to admit it even with fil feature films and stuff it's often a film is made in the editing or i like to say you know there's the screen version or the idea in this case a music video there's what you shoot and then there's the edit and there are three different films potentially so it, editing totally. is really the last one yeah so important yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's um let's jump. We have a bunch of comments and and questions. Hopefully, um, I just oh, see cool. fifty nine comments right now, and those are just oh. the new ones. But let's see. Here's a one from uh, Tommy. Uh, is there anything in the studio of yours that you still do not have, but you want? What is it, gear wise? Uh, gear wise, um, hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, there's always stuff that you want, and 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 new technology, new software comes out almost daily um uh, there's always those kind of things maybe software but as far as like 
um, e equipment. I mean, I pretty much have everything that I that I need and that I want from vintage guitar amps to you know drum sets for drums for days, uh, <laughs> piles and piles walls of outboard gear. Um, uh, do, you, do you play all the instruments? Are you? I, I do. Yes. Wow, that's yes. awesome. So yeah. basically, on the album, are you? Do you sometimes bring in guest guest musicians or you know a guest guitarist, a guest whatever? Yep. Or do yep. you play them all? Yeah. There's times where I'll there's times where I'll, I'll play his stuff, and there's other times where I'll bring in other guys to that are really specialists in uh, you know whether it's a, a bass player, or a guitar player that do that that I don't do um, <laughs> and they come in and, and kill it. So uh, cool. it's it just kind of, you know, I, I, I do what I, what I can and I'm capable of. And then yeah. uh, if there's something that's at, like out of my league, then I, I bring in the, the heavy hitters. <laughs> <laughs> then I asked you a question a while ago and I'm just going to drop that in now. Um, and I know the answer, but I'll ask now, do you have an interest in scoring films at some point or doing more, <sighs> doing something different, you know? Man, I wanted to get my hands on something like that for so long. I just, um, to, to, to have the, the, the privilege of having picture, uh, to make music to, you know, vice, uh, you know, instead of making music and then just like putting it in a film to, to have that and go like, okay, what does this need? Because music again, will like editing will make or break. Yeah. Uh, the energy of a scene or the, you know, the, the upness or the, 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 you know, I, you know what I'm trying to say? It, yeah, yeah. The, the emotion, the emotion. Yeah. Yep. And to, to have that, you know, I, I just, I just, I picture myself watching it on a screen <laughs> going, going, okay, I know exactly what this needs right here. It, it just needs some excitement. So let's do this. Or, uh, this is beautiful. Let me, let's make people cry. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so man, having that, that would be such a pleasure. And, um, I'm hoping soon, um, you know, I have a little time now that, uh, I, I would really like to get my, my hands on that. If somebody would give me the opportunity. It would be fun. Well, now you're going to get a lot of people instant <laughs> messaging or private messaging you yeah. <laughs> uh, about do my feature or whatever. So, um, it, but we look it, forward to hearing that. So it's funny because I set my studio up next to my studio is a movie theater. So I, I ran lines into the movie uh, movie theaters so that I could do that process, cool. you know? Um, wow. But anyway, so yeah. Set up. You're set up for it. Okay. Yep. So let's, yep. uh, Jen's gonna bring up another question. Here we go from Laura. What has been the most difficult part of your entire journey in this medium? And could you give us some advice on how to improve? Oh, difficult. talking music. Difficult part of of this journey, like a journey through music, let's say. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Well, it's. Uh, did she ask what's the most difficult? <laughs> Jan, you want to bring that back up again, real quick? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it, it, it's it's some of these are it's the most difficult journey that uh, the difficult part of the journey that you've had. Um, difficult in music, Dif and how would you improve? Here it is, right now. Oh, what's but the most difficult part? Hmm. Of your entire journey in this medium of music, I will say. Gotcha. Um, the most difficult part. Jeez, yeah. that's a loaded question. <laughs> the, you know, it, it, you know the the you know anything good uh, isn't easy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and and you know, in the journey, everybody sees all the the you know. The, the 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 end results or the the you know the the concert on stage or the finished record and they don't really see uh all the difficulties i mean nothing nothing great is easy so um so i that's kind of a loaded question to answer there's a lot of difficulties um you know to make anything well, great it's it's, it's it's work yeah the key i mean if if i may extrapolate from that and it goes to all art all forms of art which is it's not it's never as easy as it looks when it's done and <laughs> you have to stick with the difficulty if you want to create art you have to fight through all those moments of difficulty and not give in because that's why it's art and that's why people not everybody does it um yes 
<laughs> you <know>? Yes. <laughs> Good. All right. Let's look at another question here from Brian. Have you ever thought about joining in on something like the Collab app with other musicians so you can play with others from all over the world for some different influence? Ah, I have I have a, a good answer for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, um, my last uh, solo record was called uh, was called uh, the Public Record, and and this this was God. When did we do this? This is a few years ago, and I feel like we were on the sort of the the cutting edge, uh, maybe a little too soon. But what I did was I I set out to collaborate with the entire world. So what I did, um, so to answer your question, I've already done this in this form. Um, I would put up four tracks, like a, a raw drum track, guitar track, keyboard, uh, and maybe a rough vocal. Just I would put up ideas and I put them out for people to download and they could collaborate their ideas onto that and send it into me. And uh, we went through parts were being sent in from all over the world. It was such a talk about a difficult process. We, it, we, we spent hours and hours and hours a day going through all these submissions and uh, there would be these beautiful diamonds in the rough. And there's a lot of shitty ones. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. But man, there was, uh, there was always like, Oh my God, this, this kid, you know, 15 year old kid from Poland playing his guitar in his bedroom sent in the most incredible part ever. And we would, we would use that. And so I got a chance at the end of the day to collaborate with the whole world and wow, wow. what a process. So, so doing it on this app would be, uh, I mean, not, you know, I've already done it and, um, uh, you know, and I, I think I did it on like a really massive scale rather than, yeah. you know, than that. But, uh, but cool question. Yeah, and that's it's that's cool, cool that that it exists. That collab app. That's kind of neat for other art, artists. It's, to... it's very cool. Yeah. Because yeah. man, there's a lot of. And at the end of the day, there are a lot of talented people out there, um, all over the place. And my mind is always blown with like, whoa, listen to this. How does how do, how does the world not know about this kid? You know, yeah. and, and 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 that's the reason. Like. Um, you know, with my Andro record where I have so many, co you know, collaborative other artists on it, because through my discovery, um, I've found artists like that who I just I'm shocked that nobody has ever heard of them or that, you know, like, God, how does this how is this not huge? And that's just that's just inspired me. And I'm and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of an underdog guy. I'm like, people need to hear this. That's and, great. And it's that that's I, I love collaborating. That's there's, there's yeah. no, nothing better, man. That's great. OK, we have time for one more question. And this is kind of a we saw this one earlier. So, Tommy, uh, give a shot at this as a leader on many. <laughs> do you have a piece of advice for students on becoming leaders in today's society? Ooh, I guess. Boy. How do you how do you how do you navigate the world these days? Uh, what would uh, advice would you give to students? Wow. <laughs> oh my god it's becoming a leader well well i guess i guess one of the things would be learned from the past we haven't had such great leadership in the last uh while uh you know presidentially um so i guess uh learn from your mistakes uh and don't you know ever discount or disregard the past uh use that to your advantage um God, that is such a loaded question. What kind of question is that? <laughs> oh my God! I think you did uh, a good job of answering, and it, you're about. It's about uh, embracing history. It's about collaborating. All these things yeah. we've talked about in this interview. I think uh, that's really what students need to take. It's about doing things together to make the world better. And put yes. those words in your mouth. There you go, and add some compassion, and yes. you know, just. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, you know, if if uh, if if it comes from your heart, and you know, uh, you know, if 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 you can lead the world in in uh, in in good, you know, I don't think you can go very wrong That's good. at all. 
That's a great place to leave it. Tommy, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. And Thanks for good having luck me, with man. Andrew. Yeah, everybody go pick up Andrew. It's awesome. And we'll yes. uh, talk to you soon, Tommy. Guys, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, so later. cool. Talk Thanks for the questions, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's bring back Jen now. Jen? Uh-oh. She's muted. You're muted. What are you two guys doing? This is the wrong show. You're in the wrong show. You're apparently <laughs> muted in the garage. Hi. Did, did you try to sneak in an episode while I was interviewing Tommy? That's not fair. Uh, hi or it's guys. an efficient use of time. I don't know. He was great. I freaking loved his answers. That They're was fantastic. So gracious. Of um, also, to everybody watching, we just had a tech glitch, but we didn't freak out. We just laughed because we're stupid and we keep going. Yep. Okay. And that's one of the big morals we're going to share over and over the rest half of this panel. I also want to remind you that stick around to the end because one of you are going to be winning a seat of DaVinci Resolve, which is 300 bucks if you have to buy it. So stick around, get yeah. some free advice, nice. and, if, and win. If you're watching and you haven't put a comment in, just put your, you know, say hello and say where you're from because we're going to pick it out of all those people who have commented and, and shared at the end of the, the thing. So make sure to do that right away. <laughs> um, so sitting next to me, who you haven't met yet, is this is John Curtis. Hi, everybody. He is an actor. Uh, he is my fiance. Mm -hmm. And he is my co-host of Two Nerds in a Garage, our nerd show that we do every Saturday live. 10 a.m. <laughs> he doesn't look like a nerd, though. You do, but he doesn't. You <laughs> don't. He so has you both. Oh, super nerd here. Um, yeah. Also, I'm going to bring on some other nerdy stream yardigans. Uh, we've got Christian. Christian, I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'm not even going to say it. Please say it okay. for me. It's a uh, Christian Karasevich, actually. Karasevich. Yes. That is a fancy, cool name. <laughs> um, Christian is a live stream producer and host. He's the content marketing manager for StreamYard. That's the platform we go live to you on. And he hosts a slew of shows. I think you're live pretty much every day. Are you not? I, I try to be. Um, I, I think consistency is key. You know, all, going live every single day, it has its challenges, but it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to connect with your audience. Let's also bring up Letitia Campbell. She's a strategist, live stream host who has been featured on Fox, NBC, and CBS. And she hosts a number of weekly live shows too. You yes, guys I do. One a week. Plus I do the stuff with Black Magic. And I'm tired. How do you do so many shows? Ooh. How do you fresh? How Lots do you get of coffee? <laughs> Lots of coffee. Actually, that's a good idea. Where do you guys get your ideas for your weekly live streams? Um, I, I would say this. I think that, um, well, a lot of it, I like to, I like to keep notebooks actually, you know, of lots of ideas that I come up with and, you know, maybe it's something that might be useful at the moment. Um, sometimes it's not. So I just jot it down and then, you know, sometimes you just have that aha moment. So I always like to keep something near me. Yeah, same here. I take inspiration from everywhere, from polling my client groups, from uh, checking out some what people are searching for on Google. So that's how I keep my ideas fresh. And I refurbish a lot of my content. So for those of you who are like, what am I going to talk about? Talk about something that you previously talked about before. But pivot is that allowed? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, and also, I want to mention that John Parento, as you noticed in the Tommy Lee interview, is a huge tech nerd. So, mm -hmm. guys, you've got four or five of us. I'm not really the I'm not going to say we figured out a lot of tech. So there's five of us. So get your questions coming in. And I'm going to answer them as we go. And I'm going to start asking stuff. Um, we want to be here. We want to spend the next 20 minutes giving you as much info as we can. So let's start out from the top. Um, lighting, guys, what do you use for your lighting? We have a simple $100 ring light we bought on Amazon. Boom, done. $100? Well, yeah, if $100. you can get them cheaper. I have a $25 ring light right here, but <laughs> I can top that. What do you guys use, Christian, Leticia? So I'm using a, a ring light as well. Um, the key thing, I think, with the ring light, so if you're wearing glasses, for example, like John's got on, um, I would recommend positioning it higher and then angling it down. That's actually what I did. Uh, it makes a, you know, cast that light out across your desk and it helps fill in your background, but I'm using a ring light as well. Same for me. I'm using a newer ring light. That's the brand name. I got that I off of Amazon. Got. Yeah. And like, like I angle mine. So if I was look up, you'll see the ring in my glasses, yeah. but it's like coming angles over me. So you won't really see the, the circle that much, but I've been using this for years. 
It's so simple. That's what I recommend to everybody. I actually sent um, Chris Edgar, my composer slash uh, our our other board member on Black Magic Collective. I sent him the same ring light because I'm like, it's just it makes your life so much easier when you're streaming. Okay, the big question we always get, guys: audio. Start with mics. What is everybody using? We are using the Rodecaster Pro mic. It's a step up from the Pod mic. It's a two hundred dollar mic. Um, we did test with the mic Christian is using. And Mike, what is Christian? What's your mic? I'm using the Shure SM7B. Which is the and most a- recommended mic across the board by podcasters. It's like $400. We did mic tests and my tingy high pitch voice did not <laughs> sound different. So we kept the cheaper mics. And, and but that's great. So- no, that, that's great, actually. So you should definitely test out your mics um, because everybody's going to sound different on the mic. For example, on this one, I also had to add the uh, the DM1. It's a dynamite stick in order to get enough gain on this mic. So you do have to keep that in mind. Maybe I need a little bit of help Dynamite in our mics. (laughs) Fancy. I just want to sound deeper and more like radio quality. (laughs) Let's just show what you're using. I have an off-brand mic on Amazon. Only cost me like 59 bucks. I'm a mother mother of five on a budget. So (laughs) I got the Do you know the name of it so we can tell everybody? D-S-C-H-L-Z-Y. Maybe Kate, if you're listening, Kate, can you type that into the box for us? Can you read it one more time, Letitia? It's D-S-C-H-L-Z-Y. That's how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. And it's so affordable. That's awesome. Yeah. And all I did with Christian's advice was the USB cord did not work well with my laptop. So I went to the Qatar store and got a new USB cord for it. Oh, yeah. So that's smart. That was just, see. and that was like 16 bucks. Uh, and John, look, show them your mic. So I'm doing something different. I'm actually using, because I don't do this all the time. I'm usually the guy behind the scenes. So I don't, the, having a mic on my desk is difficult. I'm using a lav mic. I love it. Basically, it's a lav mic that plugs in. I can show you my system. It can plug into your computer directly, but I feel like I'm moving it away. I hope you can hear it. Um, But it's smaller, but it's a good quality. I think it's a Sennheiser, but it was only like, I mean, I got it with a wireless kit, so I think it was like 100 bucks. but you can just buy the mic separately for much cheaper. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, It's funny because John always runs. John is an actor. (laughs) But That's we had to train him to do tech and he runs our tech. So basically every week when things go wrong, I get to blame him and our audience will actually be like, John messed it up again. I'm like, yep. It's, it's a thing. Uh, but I mean, I think that you, I was just, my point is like anybody who's out there, who's watching, who's like, I'm scared of the tech part. Like you don't have to be right. No. Um, okay. Next on that list. Uh, okay. Here's something fun that I learned about today. John show us effects. Oh, I, my okay. mind was today. Watch well, this. So no, I, don't, don't make excuses. You got to show. No, it's not an excuse. I just want to let people know what it is. So I am, uh, you can get an app that's called eyeglasses. And right now it's, I'm running on a Mac. So I don't know if it's available on other systems, but um, on a Mac, it's called eyeglasses. And it allows you to take any camera input, whether it be connected directly to your computer or whatever, and adjust it. So I use it for brightness, contrast, little things like that. But this is what Jen really likes about it. I can do things like this, my space alien face. This is supposedly chipmunk, which some of these look just like me. Or I can be lost. I like the more he gets knocked out. Right, the hearts, the hearts. I can't move too much. It's tracking me. So is it yeah. eyeglasses like E Y E glasses? No, I as in like an iMac, but I glasses. So I, I think want the, to look that up. That's going let on. Me, let me um wonder if I can figure out the I yeah. mean it's cool that you can do contrast and all that stuff that sometimes their yeah, webcams are really wonky, cool. but like it's ecam. Ecam.com. I'll put it in chat. So okay. ecam.com. And how much is a that? couple of cool things? I don't know. It's like for I think I bought it for like 20 bucks. bucks or, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, okay. The other question for you guys, camera wise, what is everybody using for their streams? Uh, we are using a Blackmagic Pocket 6K with a 35 millimeter prime Rokinon lens. And Rokinon lenses are great for those of you filmmakers who want really good look but can't afford those expensive ones. Um, Christian, what do you use for your camera? Uh, so I've got a, a Sony Alpha A6400. And then I've got a Sigma lens on that as well. It's a fixed uh, lens. 
So that's creating the bokeh effect behind me. That's nice. Yeah. Is that an actual wall behind you or is that a oh, That's a good question. It's actually yeah. a background. Yeah. Ooh, Here. Just nice. Oh, look. I love wall. it. Yeah. It looks so good. It's I thought really it was cool. real. Uh, and I have a great idea, by the way. So for people that yeah. also want to create the bokeh effect, but you don't necessarily uh, want to invest in the camera, for example, why don't you just print up a vinyl background with a blurry photo and put it behind you and you have instant bokeh That's effect. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, Leticia, what are you using? I'm using a Logitech HD 1080p. And that's just a regular webcam, right? Like, yep. you just plug it right in your computer, yeah. clip it on. Mm -hmm. um, it looks great. Yeah. Looks great. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, just to, let me talk a little bit about camera. I'm also on a Pocket 6K right now. But the one thing I want to say about cameras is that when Christian was talking about the bokeh and stuff like that, the nice thing about a camera camera is that you can get depth of field. If you notice my my uh, stormtrooper is a little bit out of focus back there. Uh, and much like Christian was saying, printing an image out, my lens is actually doing that. I have a, mm -hmm. it's just a cheap um, zoom lens that was on uh, a Canon Rebel and it's on the Pocket 6K. And so that gives me, you know, a little bit of length of lens. I can get a little soft background out of focus, but it doesn't have to be that. You can, the webcams are just as good. So it's just depending on what look we try to go Jen and John and I, a little filmic kind of style, but um, it doesn't have to be that way. Obviously, Leticia and Christian, who use different systems, look great. So um, you can almost use anything, is my point. I um, want to really also, because I want to get to audience questions before you get done, I want to talk about um, mixers. Uh, I, Christian, I think, did you say you also use, John? so John, talk to the, tell them what our mixer is, because this is one of your favorite tools we have. We've got a Roadcaster. Um, Roadcaster Pro, Pro mixer, yeah. Uh, and it's so easy to use. You, you hook up your laptop to it. You can input any no, any sound effects. Um, sound quality is great, but the ease of use is it's spectacular. Uh, so John likes to put in silly sound effects all the time. You don't have any friends. And then when we're on our show and we're trying to talk, he just where's your no? Where's your favorite one? Which one? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, he likes to use that a, that a lot on our show. <laughs> And then I pretty much always use, where's your, oh, this one. Nerd alert. Mm -hmm. But the favorite thing about the uh, the mixer for us is because our show, we get to have fun with it. But Christian, you said you also use a mixer. What is your main prim primary reason for having your mixer? Um, so I think part of it's uh, the ease of use. So for example, I use StreamYard for my live streaming, but then I bring all the audio into the Roadcaster and it allows me to do a couple things. So I have a podcast that I use it for. Um, you can also use it for a call-in show. So I just simply plug my phone in, somebody calls my phone, and I can bring them right into the broadcast. Um, and I can also do the sound effects as well. These are some of the stock ones as well. So, yeah. So I was trying to log in so I could show you guys what it looks like because it actually looks really cool and fancy too. I could pick it up. It's then what we don't see. This is the problem with him in tech. <laughs> he wants to do things and then things fall apart. Uh, the, it's a $600 piece of equipment. And we were actually scared when we first bought it if we were going to spend too much money on it because you don't need this much. But we love that we can control our mics and can you know do all the sounds. Uh, Leticia, what do you do for your sound? Are you directly into the computer? Um, yeah, I'm directly into the computer. I don't have any type of mixer or anything like that. But I will be getting one soon. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's fun. John, do you use a mixer? You put everything to the A10 Mini. No, I go into an A10 Mini. Um, the nice thing about the A10 Mini, any camera feeds you put in, you can actually use the software mixer. I'm gonna switch over to, uh, actually, yeah, that's, so you can see I'm feeding actually another computer into, mm -hmm. but this is just the software. You can kind of see the software, um, probably play the video, but any feed you put in to the A10 Mini, you can actually mix separately. And this comes has full graphic equalizers and stuff like that. So basically, I just feed my mic into the A10 Mini, my cameras, if I have audio from them, or you can feed a separate mixer into there and, uh, you know, do my adjustment there. But otherwise, I'm just running it through the A10 Mini. And did you did he show the A10 Mini? I'm sorry, looking at questions. He did. Okay, good. I like the A10, I love the A10 Mini because we get to, well, when we had two cameras, one of our cameras mm -hmm. quit on us and we've not got a new one, but <laughs> I like that we could switch and show our big wide garage that mm -hmm. you can see we're actually in a garage for our show. Um, and it makes, it's just fun to switch. But I think that's one of the things that people always ask is how do you take a professional camera um, and go into your computer? And the ATEM is one of the most affordable things I find. And if you're mm -hmm. in any podcast group or, or like live streamer group, everybody's like, that's what I'm going to recommend. ATEM mini, ATEM mini. Uh, Christian, yeah. do you use ATEM mini as well? I do actually. I'm using the ATEM mini pro ISO and 
uh, not just for like being able to put in a second camera, you can put in additional camera, you can plug in a laptop via HDMI. You can also, if you want to have your smartphone or your tablet and display that, you simply just go into that via HDMI via a couple of adapters. Works fantastic. And everything gets resized properly. That's the thing I really like about it. I love it. Um, I think that's a, a lot of tech for you guys. So now we're going to get into more of the fun stuff. Um, but really quick, someone mentioned what is the camera? Uh, the camera that I am using is the Blackmagic Pocket Cam 6K. Um, so, okay. Let's get some to some questions like, um, what is it that you wish you knew when you first started out that you know now? I will tell you one of the most important things for us, and that'll get you guys going, thinking, is that um, a pre-show list which I didn't check last week and I didn't put on the right internet. And halfway through the show, we lost our show. <laughs> but um, I say a pre-show list, Every, literally everything. Plug in the pink cable, plug in the red cable. Just a checklist, chart. just yeah. go down your checklist. Every little thing, because sometimes, especially when you're running late, you can forget little bitty things and then you're in the middle of the live and now you're stressed. Just have the pre-show checklist. Do you guys have anything like that that you now do that you wish you would have done early on? Uh, I, I would say uh, focus on your audio. A lot of people think live streaming and they think to go and get the most expensive camera, you know, the camera capture card and all that sort of stuff. And uh, the key thing is focus on the audio first and the content, obviously. You know, if your picture, for example, is not good, people will uh, tune out because it's just hard to, you know, uh, if it's hard to follow, or sorry, if your audio is not good, they will tune out because it's hard to follow you. So oh, yeah, focus on the sure. audio. Yeah, I have to piggyback off of Christian. I was going to say the same thing. Um, looking back at my old podcast and and videos, like I wish I had a mic early on because sound is important. And even my audience told me that they watch me longer now because my sound is just so much better now. So yeah, I would have to say sound, uh, content. Yep. Con I would say content is definitely king because yep. I have listened to podcasts that are not good sound because I really love what I'm hearing. But you got to be like content. <laughs> I will say early on, uh, we were just kind of throwing stuff at the camera for our show. But now we have like a, we'll sit together before, a couple days before and have a run of show meeting. And we'll just talk about what we're going to do. I still yell at him on air because he doesn't go on, off the run of show. But <laughs> but it's great that we do it now. And but you do the meeting anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys, do you guys do run of shows as well for yourself? I do. Yeah. I've, I've actually been doing a show for seven, about seven years now. And so I've built a run of show just all, you know, just across time, um, improved on it. And it also helps you if your show, for example, is really long at first, it helps you really, you know, niche down and like focus on, you know, getting it really tight. Like if it's going to be 30, 45 minutes, you know, when you were doing two hours, what can you remove and make sure you're hitting your points so that you're not, you know, going over time. Yeah, I do the same thing because I could go off into a whole banter <laughs> for like 30 minutes. And so I, I have to have I call it my blueprint and I just, you know, stick to that. Now I have it sort of much memorized in my head, really. Uh, but other than that, yeah, run a show is very important for me as well. Um, I'm really quick on to put an audience and quote up just because Nick has a great, he says, Epoch Cam is a great app to use to allow your phone to be a webcam, a great source if you don't have a camera to use. I love that, Nick. Thanks for sharing, because I do yeah, think that a lot of people are scared to start because they're like, well, I don't have the black magic pocket cam in the mic. Yeah. You know, even if you if you really want to get started and you don't even know you have no money, use your phone and a and a, a wired mic. I mean, if you're going to try to be pro, you want to upgrade a little bit. We're always upgrading. There's always one more thing you want to buy. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I think that I, um, I would recommend for people who are just starting out is writing out your intro. I've done the Black Magic Collective a bazillion times at this point and I still look at my intro because once it's going and your adrenaline's pumping, you can forget um, the one thing you need to say or the, you know, to make sure I thank our sponsor and all those kinds of things. So that helps once that red light kind of says you're live, you don't have to freeze up. Um, are there any other tips that you guys have for um, people who are just starting? I, I will say one thing that people forget about and, and it's, there's a wide range of it because it's covered in this stream right now. Uh, what's behind you or what we might call yes. art direction in a film. Yes. Mm -hmm. you, a lot of people will either, I mean, you've heard horrible stories of people leaving things they shouldn't be on camera behind them. But what I'm more speaking of is just a little bit of art direction. So, you know, Letitia has a very clean background. There's not a big shadow on it. There's not a lot of distraction. 
Christian is, is using a drop backdrop. So that's simple, but it looks clean and it looks nice. And then you can see that Jen and John have, you know, the distance in the background and some nice, and it goes dark a little bit. So it highlights their faces. And then I have, I apparently like star Wars. So, um, um, but it's just doing a little bit of thought to what's behind you, making sure there's no horrible things that stand out. Um, well, really, even if you're just using basic cameras, it'll up your game and make your uh, stream look great. Very right. Yep. Um, do, Christian or Letitia, do one of you guys have anything else that's come to mind about um, people who are just starting out and what you would say to them to get them ready or to get them over their fears? Yeah, I would say start, like you mentioned, start with what you have, because honestly, I started out with having two phones where I would go live on, on Periscope and on Facebook. And then now oh, people see your progression when you level up and you're getting cameras and sound, people see that progression. So a lot of people are afraid to show that imperfectness because they're like, well, I have to have this in order to show up. No, show up where you're at right now so that a year from now, you you can tell people to go back and see where you've gotten started. So that's very also, important. you never know what you want to do, right? Until you exactly. start. Like mm -hmm. John and I, you look at our first episode, oh, we God. were crammed in a corner <laughs> with a webcam and then we had two webcams and then we had a whole garage, you know, like, yeah. For sure. I love that advice. Christian, anything for you? Um, I would say a couple of things. So for starters, um, if you're going to do an interview show where you want to interview people, don't be afraid to reach out and ask a lot of people. They're really just, even if it's somebody that you're like, Hey, they're totally outside of you know my league. They're never going to be on my show. Um, reach out to that person. You know, a lot of times they really just want somebody to reach out and ask, uh, ask them to be on their show. And I think the other thing is, um, practice, 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 you know, you're going to do the first show, you know, you may feel it went terrible and you're going to just want to build as you go. So just continue to improve. I mean, it's a right. Right. Chris, That's very you're, important. Saying, Christian, you're saying I can actually go to Mark Hamill and get him on our show. I'm going to, you do actually it. might be able to, I actually think <laughs> you probably could. That's he a said you can ask, John. He said you can <laughs> ask right. these people. All right. I'll but leave on the that note of rehearsals, I also want to say if you're a live streamer who is who is wanting to get into the produce to production site because a lot of this is a newer job now. You have something like StreamYard that makes it so simple, and everybody's doing them now because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You can make money as a show producer behind the scenes completely, but you've got to get your people to do a tech rehearsal. You have yeah, to yeah. do not have these guests who have never been on camera or never done a show like that. Just, they just think they can show up and be there. And then suddenly their mm -hmm. mic's not working on air. Got to get them in the day before at least and do a tech rehearsal. And I will say if things do go wrong, just keep your cool and roll with it and have a sense of humor about it. Got to have a sense of humor about it, especially on our show. Don't. <laughs> The other thing I could recommend too is we talk a lot about preparing and getting ready, but also um, during the show, write out a little, it doesn't have to be a script, but bullet points of t things you're going to hit. Because sometimes people will be like, oh, I'm just going to talk about, you know, uh, cooking this dish or whatever. And that's, you kind of find yourself wandering and getting off topic or whatever. If you kind of have like two or three things you're going to hit, you know, in a paced way, then you kind of feel like, oh, I have a program and you look more professional, you look more organized. So it's always good just to plan a little bit of that show out, even if it's simple. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if we have any, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about what you make your make, what you use for your on-screen graphics. Unfortunately, we only have the, the basic one in, in black magic that came with StreamYard, but, um, you know, we, we basically, if I had the nerd stuff, I would show you, we, we Photoshop every week and make, you know, overlays of some kind for our nerd news or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Is there, what are you guys using to make your on-screen graphics? Um, so I'm using, uh, let's see, I, I started with Canva. Uh, so I started with Canva. I tried I to do a some lot graphics. about Canva. What exactly is that? Uh, Canva, basically, it's an all-in-one, uh, one-stop uh, shop for basically design. So it's, it's for the DIYer. So the person that doesn't want to, doesn't know Photoshop or doesn't have a designer, they can go hire. So they may use Canva. Um, I also have worked with Easel as well. They have a design shop and I work with them on building some custom graphics. Uh, so I started with my own. I then moved into having someone else create them. Um, and then, you know, from uh, every now and then I have a Photoshop file that I'll go and work with myself. Nice. Yes. Ready? And I have a designer. She takes care of all of my graphics, all of my so branding. And everything. You guys have designers. <laughs> I can't be doing, doing DIY all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's a really good point, by the way, Leticia. Yeah. You know, it's the fact that uh, we talked about just getting started. You know, for example, if you're not a designer and you don't have the time to learn Photoshop, you just want to get your live stream out there, you know, go live with what you have and then build some relationships with people. For example, you know, uh, look at the things you can outsource and let someone else who loves doing that, that's more passionate about it and has the design background, let them handle it. That's because right. then that lets you focus on creating really good content for your live stream show. Yeah. And I, I encourage you guys to start off doing your own designs yourself because I spent a wasted a lot of money in the early years hiring people. And I didn't have an idea of what my overall aesthetic needed to look like. So start out with doing things on your own to see what type of colors you like, what type of fonts you like, things like that. Until you can hire someone and say, this is how I want my design to look. I want eggplant purple not purple, <laughs> you know, so it's like you get more clear now. Um, I want to put a comment up really quick. Julie Riley first says the teacher was an amazing part of our International Women's Day stream with five other guests. So with five other guests and two hosts on Monday, a plan was a must have with that many people on screen. Nice. I can imagine. Um, I've seen people try to pull off like, you know, 10 people on screen. And I think that's crazy. We will, I don't allow more than four boxes mostly cause it looks nice <laughs> well, what, for you guys. What's the hardest thing about hosting a live show and producing at the same time? Latisha, I'm yeah. going to let you take that one first. Actually. Oh man. Um, I would have to say if it's not sound, then it's like, uh, making sure the person's comfortable because a lot of times people are good at going live by themselves, but in a group setting, it could, it could get kind of jarring for them. And, uh, and letting everybody know what their overall role is for the show. And so uh, people are not talking over each other. So yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I I think he... oh, go ahead. Go, go, ahead. Ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just want to say, like, I, I've, I'm just so grateful for StreamYard because they make it easier. But, like, I think the hardest part for us is we were producing ourselves and we were trying. We're a live interactive show with the audience, like a lot of live interaction, not just like questions. Um, so we we try to be scrolling and then going back to put pictures. And then so we actually um, now pay my daughter <laughs> to produce our show because it's so much easier. Best $25 so if you have a 17 year old at your house that you could pay 25 bucks a week. I recommend it. And I, I would actually second the whole thing about hiring a remote producer, somebody to help you or having a co-host. For example, uh, Leticia and I, we have actually a couple of shows we do. One is called live stream reviews and we're constantly bringing on uh, people that have questions about live streaming onto the StreamYard YouTube channel. And there's so many questions that come on and you never know, you know, how long is this person's uh, question going to be? It's like 15 minutes. Sometimes it's 20 minutes. And so, you know, you need to have somebody that's reviewing the comments, someone who's controlling uh, the, the flow of the show. Um, you know, so I'd say the hardest part is finding finding a good co-host, actually. That's actually the hardest part. So make sure you get some. Yeah, and, and have some production. Wait one second. Find yeah. good co-host. <laughs> sorry, sorry, and having some production <laughs> meetings after. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to a soundbite. It was the wrong one. <laughs> rolling with it. That's <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Continue. Yeah, like having a production meeting after, like Christian and I, every time we do our shows, we have a meeting after to talk about, you know, how the show flow went and and what we're going to do differently next time because people should see progression each and every time you show up. So having those meetings are very important because y'all can like tweak out the mistakes and and see, babe, I'm not just yelling at you. It's a production <laughs> meeting. Pro progression. <laughs> huh? no, I, I actually, the progression is so important to me. Like we actually said that like we, because he's going to have a whole week next week and we can just sit and really go, how mm -hmm. do we make this even better? Cause if we get, we get one new audience member a week, we want them to like keep coming come back. Come back, come back, come back. Yeah. Here's a little thing that when you talk about co-hosting and stuff, you might've sub subliminally not noticed this or noticed this but Jen is throwing questions to particular people. Sometimes when you have either one host or two, even two hosts, you'll, they'll throw out a question in general, like, oh, what do you all feel about you know, the weather? And everybody <laughs> pauses, like, well, should I talk first or should I say, you know, it's good as a host to actually call it out and say, you know, Christian, what do you think about that? And that starts the process and then you, you know, people know when to talk. There's no dead space, which we always hate dead space. I want to put a question. I want to put a comment up uh, because Valerie is saying great info and she's a producer living in L.A. Valerie, thanks for joining us. 
And I just wanted to, you know, pat us on the back for our great info. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how about we have a little, we've like, we're actually out of time. Ah, really quick. Letitia and Christian, can you give us the quick pitch on the show you do together and where we can find it? Go ahead, Letitia. Yeah. So the show that we do together uh, is called Business Essentials and Conversations. It's one of our fun shows where we have, you know, people come on and uh, him and I both co-host the show together. And we talk about, you know, fun tech stuff and uh, organizational ideas and and mindset. Like it's a really, really amazing show. If you're an entrepreneur, you definitely got to tune in. It's on Amazon Live. And we do live stream reviews uh, every Saturday. Um except for the second Saturday of the month where we have people come on and we review their live shows. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm both intrigued and terrified of that. <laughs> and I would say in addition to those shows, you know, the other thing, if you want to get some practice, um, go and also try to be on other people's shows as well. So if you want to yeah. get into remote production, ask people if you can help. Uh, for example, I also, uh, I do a show with, uh, with Julie Riley, uh, it's called um, Learn with StreamYard, where we always teach people an aspect of live streaming, whether it's, for example, how to position yourself on camera, how to improve your audio, you know, just a, a short segment on that. Um, but again, all these areas where you're participating, you're able to learn and then apply them to, you know, other projects that you do want to work on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I am going to get it. I am going to end it, but I want to get to this question because it's a very good one from Nick. Um he says, what are your thoughts on consistent and constantly changing the theme of your stream intros, layouts, et cetera, consistency better? I'm going to tell you from, I'm going to, I want to hear from the experts here, but my thing is branding is so important that there are things you cannot change. You should like, as an audience member, I want to, I, I like if there's familiarity for me. It's comforting. So if you have like a little single, like a little, say a little jingle that you play every time a certain segment's starting, I actually sing that jingle. So I say, keep it. And I also say everything across the board, websites, business cards, uh, whatever it is, everything should have that same theme throughout. Uh, we're yeah. actually working on the Black Magic Collective right now. We're going to get an agency to really help us get the whole thing streamlined. Uh, Letitia and Christian, would you agree or disagree with that? I agree. It's called congruency. It's like you want to make sure it's all congruent. And also it's like that would be so time consuming to change the layout and the theme every single show. So make it easier on yourself. And then eventually you will pivot later on to really discover what your overall design is, but start with something for right now. Branding is definitely important. Uh, I would also say this, for example, if like, let's say you're a, a streamer on YouTube, uh, definitely tap into some of the third party tools that are out there. There's a tool called TubeBuddy where you can do AB split testing on your thumbnails. So for example, if you're like, hey, should that you know thumbnail be purple? Should it be green? And you're really not sure, create both thumbnails and run the test and it will automatically pick a winner for you. Wow, um, so, what's that called? Uh, it's called TubeBuddy, all one word. So T-U-B-E buddy. Yes. I want to check that out. That's great. And it does a lot more, by the way, than just the thumbnail side. You can also, uh, like I use it to optimize my live streams. So every live stream we put out, you know, I go in, it helps me with like the YouTube SEO part. So every live stream that I create on StreamYard, for example, I go in and I optimize every single one of them, see how I'm ranking, see where I'm ranking, see what the quality of the thumbnails are. So, um, you know, again, they're tools to help you build wow. and uh, grow your live stream. So start with a really good concept and then use the tools to help you do things faster and uh, better. That's great. And also on A-B testing, it's a way to engage your audience too. If say you have a, a poster or something that you love for your, your, your new poster for the show, you have two versions, put it to your audience and let them vote. Cause then they get to feel like they're part of that selection when it finally comes out. Um, and uh, Julie says on that topic, she says, uh, every comments are moving so fast. I can't keep up. Uh, allow your look to grow and develop over time, but slowly make changes. No abrupt consistency is better. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, this has been amazing. You guys, I we could continue on this forever. So um, maybe we'll have to find ways to come bother you guys on your show and then <laughs> we'll keep the conversation going. <laughs> uh, but I will... Um, let you guys get out for now. I will throw, let John go finish backstage as well. Thank you all though, for being up here and helping us out. Um, but you're stuck on screen with me. That's so right. you got to help me read things. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. So first of all, if you're still here, put your name or, or say hello or say whatever uh, in the comments right now, because we're going to pick a winner to win a black, Magic DaVinci Resolve uh, seat. And we're going to do that right now. And thank you guys so much for watching. So two weeks from today, 
we'll have a panel on making a living as a videographer and we'll talk all about how you get clients, sustain clients and the gear and all of that. Remember to submit your five minute or less short film to the Black Magic Collective Film Festival. It's free and free. the prizes are amazing. Awesome. And like and follow our social medias, please. Apparently we're now on Clubhouse. I'm not on Clubhouse. I'm an Android <laughs> user and happily, but we are on Clubhouse and the amazing Kate who's backstage will probably be leading a lot of them. She'd be really mad if we pulled her on stage Ooh. right now, wouldn't she? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I think we should. We should bring Kate up to say hello. Hi, Kate. So sorry. I know you're not ready to be on camera. She has no lighting, no makeup. She hates me right now. But no, it's to fine. Um, yeah, so we are on Clubhouse. So Mahelmi and I are starting to run some more rooms through there. You can just find us at Black Magic Collective. We finally got the club started. And we're going to try to link things up between um, what you guys are doing with live streams and StreamYard and things in the future. So we're just waiting for technology really to catch up. And those of you also who um, are around Black Magic Collective, we have a lot of initiatives that we're uh, releasing for filmmakers. And Kate heads the future directors of Studio Features, and she's also a director herself. And she is the one who won the Black Magic Collective Film Festival Yay! last year and won an Ursa Mini G2 and a thousand bucks. So after that, she was like, hey, I'd like to do more with you guys. And we were like, good, because you're awesome. Um, thank you, Kate. Sorry to drag you on, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> So finally, after we, uh, what's the last things we got to tell them? Oh, we got to thank our sponsors. Oh, that's very important. Yeah, who's our sponsor? Black Magic Design. We love you guys. Thank you so much. I think we're going to announce a giveaway right now. We're going to announce the winner. So we don't have a drum roll. We still do not have a drum roll. Oh, we took it we off. We keep wanting to have these things that we don't have. Okay. We're rolling with it. Here we go. Uh, it should be somebody from recent, somebody who's still with us. Someone down at the bottom. I'm going to just, I guess we're I randomly doing I it. I was, waiting, totally random. I was waiting for John to randomize it, but I think that uh, we're just going to do like this. Yeah, yeah, just do it. And I'll say stop. Okay. That. Ready? Okay. I'm not looking. Stop. And it's, uh, oh, it is Jen Wadslow. That's so funny. John put, so this is guys, guys, this is freaking freaky. It's freaky That's, Friday. She's meant to win. <laughs> Jen Winslow, as she texts in, she says, uh, You've seen my desk, John, LOL. So apparently she knows, does she know you, John? No. So much know the other John, but it says, but he doesn't say he, anyway, John Printo did a randomizer of everybody who attended today and Jen Winslow won. It's meant to win. I'm telling you, two random. <laughs> Freaky. Okay, guys, I know we're just talking because we love you. We're going to get out of here. Push that one button. It gives us music so we can dance our way out. Nerd dance. Bye, guys. <laughs>